The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 192. I hope that you're doing very well. If you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me to get that. All you need to do is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com, and there you will find my uh, Calendly and you can book yourself that free session. In today's podcast, we are going to to be talking about the different uh, types of rumination that that people struggle with uh, with OCD. This is obviously a really important area with rumination actually being one of the most common compulsions that people have. And so often people aren't aware that they're, they're doing it. So we'll be kind of discussing what are some of the major compulsions um, so that hopefully you can start recognizing uh, more easily what your compulsions are and therefore to, to kind of let them go. Um, if you like this podcast, it would be great if you could uh, head over to Instagram and like and follow there. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, that would be fantastic. So many thanks, guys. I really hope that you enjoy. According to Gateway OCD, rumination is a core feature of OCD that causes a person to spend an inordinate amount of time worrying about and analysing and trying to understand or clarify a particular thought or theme. And if you struggle with OCD, you're probably very, very aware of this. Just about everybody who's struggling with OCD also seems to struggle with rumination. And um, whether you kind of have have kind of got to the point where you know that that's a compulsion or not, it really is a compulsion because the the reason why we're ruminating is in order for us to try to remove uncertainty, to 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 try to reduce our anxiety about things, and that is really how you uh, define a compulsion. Compulsions are always an attempt. To, to try to get rid of or lower anxiety, but in, in a uh, unhealthy and forceful way. And this is what we're, we're doing when we ruminate. We really want to try to have more certainty and we're trying to push away any uncertainty that we, that we can. And unfortunately, it really keeps us stuck. It's one of those things with an OCD where it's kind of like, you know, we're digging our own trap. And if we want to kind of let go of that, then, you know, we need to start doing things a bit differently. So in this podcast today, I really wanted to to kind of shine a light on what are the main uh, ways in which we actually ruminate. Because uh, something that I've realized with some, some of my clients is that um, a lot of them don't realize when they're ruminating. And that was the case for me as well for, for many years. I just didn't 
realized, number one, that rumination was a compulsion. And number two, you know, once I did realize that, that it was a compulsion, I, I, I couldn't figure out when I was doing it because rumination is very sneaky. It, it, it basically tries to tell you that it's doing something helpful, that the rumination is actually serving a positive purpose. You know, it tricks us into thinking that if we can just figure this thing out, then, you know, then we can get on and have uh, a, a productive and, and uh, positive day. And so we keep thinking that we, we need to figure it out. But, you know, if you understand the process of OCD, the kind of uh, circular nature of it, unfortunately, every time that you perform a compulsion, it may temporarily give you a reduction in anxiety. But because you perform that compulsion uh, about that particular theme, then you're just reinforcing it to your subconscious mind. And that means that in the future, uh, or in the very close uh, future, maybe in the next minute or so even, the mind is just going to throw up even more thoughts about it and even more anxiety. Whereas if we can actually just not perform that compulsion, if we can actually just not ruminate, then the anxiety that, that, that we're feeling that is actually generating that need to, to ruminate will actually come down and we'll be able to get on and have that positive uh, day that we're actually looking for anyway. So, you know, it's a sneaky trap that ruminate uh, that rumination throws up for us. It's trying to uh, it's trying to tell us that it's doing something for us, but I can absolutely guarantee you that it's not. And in fact, it's just keeping us stuck in the trap. So just to kind of uh, reaffirm what's going on, really with rumination, what we're trying to do is to reduce um, uncertainty and therefore the level of our anxiety. And generally, generally speaking, we do this by, number one, trying to figure something out, really trying to, to get to the bottom of something because we feel like if we can figure out this particular theme or this particular thought that is worrying us, then, then we can move on from it. Then we can actually just put it in its place and walk away. Um, the problem is, though, that, you know, no matter how hard you think about something, OCD will always come up with another angle or another thing uh, that will make you want to think about it more in the future. So the best thing that we can do is just to walk away from figuring it out. Uh, the next one is to compare things. So this is a very common one, for example, in relationship OCD, where you might uh, see somebody attractive and you may kind of uh, compare your your partner with with that person, or you may look for faults in that attractive person because it makes you feel better if you can find uh, faults in in that other person, um, or you might just do a general kind of comparison um, of things. You know, how am I feeling right now? Um, you know, I, I would really like to be feeling calm, but I'm feeling some anxiety. Why is that? And then you start to kind of compare the different emotional states to what you had earlier in the day, to what you're experiencing now, for example. And again, you get lost in that. Uh, another very common thing, and I think many people don't realize that this is uh, actually a rumination, is to kind of revisit memories 
and actually bring an image to life from that that memory and really study that image, really try to remember something that has happened in detail so that you can have more certainty about it. Or this can even happen with a, you know, with a future event. If you're thinking about something coming up and you're, you know, you're imagining it, you're, you're seeing it, you're trying to have that picture of it and you're trying to create this, this perfect picture, uh, picture in your mind. Uh, and related to that then is uh, creating mental mental movies so again this is the same kind of thing you know we're, we're going back to the past or looking at the future and replaying something in our minds and we're trying to have certainty about it again um, something else that you might do is to prove that something is 100% one way or another and of course, when you get involved in this kind of uh, all or nothing thinking, it's very hard to let go of it because you can never quite get that 100% that you're looking for. Um, something else that people do is, is looking for that just right feeling. They want to have that just right feeling about a particular thought or rumination, you know, before they're able to, to, to move on from it. And, you know, all of these things are absolutely exhausting. They are the biggest drains on your energy. Um, you know, our brains uh, are very, very uh, energy hungry. And if we put a lot of our, our attention and focus into trying to problem solve, you know, because if effectively this is what rumination is, it's problem solving. And so if you're reflecting and you're problem, problem solving constantly throughout your day in every spare moment that you have, and perhaps even during the moments when you're meant to be putting your energy into socializing or, you know, working on a particular project, but you can't because you're, you know, you can't resist the urge to, to ruminate, then you're using up so much of your energy in a really negative way. And it's just not, not serving you at all. Um, and so unfortunately, um, what, I'm, what I'm going to list now is kind of some of the telltale, um, telltale signs that you're ruminating, the things that people tend to do when they are ruminating. And I laugh because uh, these are lots of these things I've actually done myself in the past. So uh, typical things are, you know, people might tell themselves that, you know, I'm just going to think about it one more time. Uh, and then I'm going to let it go. Um, and this is a really common kind of rumination trick where we really believe it. We do believe that if we can just think about it one more time, we'll get that sense of perfection or that just right feeling. And then we can walk away from it. But of course, it's never quite enough. Um, often people become distant socially um, because they're trying to figure this stuff out all the time in their heads. Um, something that I used to do was to, to remain in the bathroom longer than is necessary in order to, you know, to have a quiet place to actually think something through. So that could be the bathroom, that could be going somewhere where other people aren't in order to just have a bit more space and quiet so that you can think. Um, you know, it's, it's very frustrating, this kind of thing. Um, something else that you might do is ask uh, for reassurance from other people effectively, you know, to, to involve them in your rumination 
um, so that you can have a bit more certainty. Um, you may get frustrated with with people that are close to you um, if they're kind of trying to speak to you or, or ask you questions because, you know, you want to ruminate and you want to figure it out and you don't want interruptions. You know, maybe you'd been there for 10 minutes and you've been going through logically and really almost getting to that point where you feel you're comfortable enough to move on. And then your your boyfriend or your girlfriend or you know, your neighbor or I don't know, your son or daughter asks you something and boom, they've just kind of interrupted that whole process. And that can be really, really annoying, really frustrating. Um, another typical thing is, you know, waking up first thing in the morning and actually engaging with this rumination process, you know, before even getting up, um, which is obviously a really negative way to start the day. But when we're, li- when we're lying in bed and we don't get up, it's very easy for the mind to, to kind of wander to this stuff. Um, and then other typical things are ruminating in anticipation of uh, an upcoming event, maybe something you're looking forward to or something that you're not looking forward to, like a speech or something like that. Um, and then finally, you know, wanting to actually have that familiar feeling of worry because it's become something that you're so used to something that you you just do habitually all the time that when you're not doing when you're not actually doing it you feel uncomfortable um and so that that can kind of make it quite quite addictive so you know in order to to let go of all of this stuff um effectively what we need to do is is exposure work and to be honest, when you let go of rumination, when you recognize that you're doing it and then you choose to, to stop doing it, to let go and actually just sit with the uncomfortable feelings that are underneath um, these ruminations, you know, that is actually doing an exposure because, you know, you're wanting to, perfor- to perform this compulsion of rumination. And so if you don't do it, you're going to get more anxiety in the short term. However, if you can sit with that uncomfortable feeling, observe that horrible uh, anxiety that isn't actually as bad um, as as we normally think, you know, if we're actually willing to really pay attention to it. Um... And if we sit and actually do pay attention to it, we, we begin to notice that it goes down and we haven't performed, you know, that compulsion. We haven't ruminated. And therefore, over time, we begin to disassociate that particular uh, theme or worry, you know, from that feeling of anxiety and things begin to, to improve. Now, something else to mention here is um, if you are struggling with rumination, um, and I imagine you probably are, because most people are when it comes to OCD, um, is that, you know, the first step in a way is to really know and understand what are your, you know, what are your ruminations? What are you doing when you're trying to, you know, to, to figure these things out? And what are you repetitively ruminating on? Be very clear about that. And actually, one of the best things you can do is to, you know, each day write down uh, perhaps the three or four main things that you've ruminated on that day and try to do that for a couple couple of weeks. Um, you don't need to do it forever, but just for a couple of weeks, 
write down the main things that you're ruminating on and that will help you to to see more clearly what those things are and be able to see them from a slightly more objective uh, standpoint and once you really know you know what they are it's going to start getting easier for you to spot when you are engaging with those with those typical thoughts that keep catching you out and uh, once you've done that then it's about learning to to kind of feel the emotion and 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 stay with it so if you want to do kind of exposure with this stuff it's whenever you realize that you're ruminating you would disengage from it and practice feeling whatever the anxiety is that you're experiencing and of course I would recommend that you you would work with somebody to to do that um and then another approach is because, you know, we don't always have time to do uh, the exposure. And you don't want to be doing exposure for the entire day. Uh, sometimes what you need to do is if you're busy doing something, perhaps you're in the, the middle of a social setting or you're uh, busy at work or you're out for a run or whatever it is that you're doing, is you really want to practice coming back into your senses. And I found a, a fantastic quote that I think really sums, uh, sums this up. It's taken from the uh, book Buddhism Without Beliefs, A Contemporary Guide to Awakening by Stephen Batchelor. One of the most difficult things to remember is to remember to remember. We forget that we live in a body with senses and feelings and thoughts and emotions and ideas and we get caught up in rumination and fantasy, isolating us from the world of colours, shapes, sounds, smells, tastes and sensations, constantly bombarding our input senses. To stop and pay attention to the moment is one way of snapping out of these mindscapes and is a definition of meditation. Now, I think this is a, a great quote because, you know, when we're not doing exposure work, the best thing that you can do is to learn to come back into the present moment. And um, as you're probably aware, one of the best ways that, or best tools that you can use for that is kind of active meditation. And this is simply when we really learn how to tune into our senses uh, in order to kind of anchor us in the present moment. And as he just pointed out there, you know, so often when we're struggling with rumination, the major issue is that we're just lost in our minds. Uh, we're not paying attention to our senses and we are, you know, we really do uh, get lost in our thoughts. And so if you can just allow yourself to, to come into your senses, um, you know, so when you find yourself stuck in a rumination, something that you can practice is to tune into what can I see around me? Can I notice three things that I can pay attention to? And maybe try to notice something new about those things. Could you even pick up one of those objects and weigh it in your hand and, and feel the texture of that object? And again, pay more close attention to it. Um, you know, if you are out and about and doing things, can you really notice what's around you? Can you feel uh, the wind on your skin? Can you notice uh, the sun, uh, the warmth of the sun? Can you notice um, how, you, how your body is feeling in that moment? So if you're moving, can you pay attention to that movement? 
All of these things will help bring you back into the present moment. And so I really can't uh, recommend enough, you know, learning how to how to do this active meditation. It's something that I'm doing all the time and I find it uh, incredibly helpful. Um, I just wanted to finish then on on one more kind of anecdotal story uh, to do with this. And if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you probably know I'm very much interested in the, the Wim Hof method. And uh, just this morning, I happened to to kind of get stuck in a bit of a rumination. Um, and I was doing my, my Wim Hof breathing. And part of the Wim Hof breathing involves uh, breathing very heavily and deeply for an extended period of time. And then uh, holding your breath. And because I'd been doing this rumination, I noticed this morning that when I was holding my breath, um, you know, I really wasn't able to, to hold it very long at all normally I can hold it for at least a minute and a half um, and after I've done it for a for a few rounds I can hold it up to three three and three and a half minutes so it was strange this morning and I'm certain it was to do it was to do with this uh, rumination because it takes up so much of your energy it stops you from being able to relax and a big part of the Wim Hof method is it's it's helping your body to be more relaxed and so you know, rumination, it really is problematic in so many ways and learning to let go of it will really, really help you. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I really hope that um, that helps today. As always, if you have any questions, then do please let me know. Uh, many thanks. Just a quick reminder, if you would like to book yourself a free session, then you can. All you need to do is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can use my Calendly calendar to uh, to book yourself that free session. You just need to, to find a time and date that works for you and, uh, and book the session there. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group or anywhere else online or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.